is up and welcome to another exciting episode of Horror for Dummies. We are the podcast that comes to you every week and teaches a thing or two to the dumbest little guy about the genre we love. This week's lesson is The Invisible Man. But before we do anything, my name is Tim, and let me introduce you to the dummy himself. His name is Dangerous, Daniel Loof. Oh, I get adjectives. Uh, Scooby Snacks. <laughs> Are you excited for the new Scooby movie coming out? Is it a new Scooby movie coming out? It's called Scoob. Just Scoob. <gasps> oh, that's right. It's someone with, like, Scrappy-Doo and shit in it, right? I have no idea. I thought it was about Scooby-Doo as a young puppy. Oh, is that what it is? I thought it was about Scrappy because he was little. Yeah, I I don't. Okay, I don't know. I'm not a Scooby Doo mega fan, and I can talk about this because it's somewhat horror related. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I won't go see it, but I'm sure you will. Oh yeah, I totally will. <laughs> anyway, Raggy. <laughs> <laughs> The Horror for Dummies podcast is a weekly show that comes out every Thursday. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, amongst a lot of other things. And if you think we deserve it, please give us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. It helps so much with the growth of the show. And if you do it, you will be in the running to win a Horror for Dummies prize pack. I was like oh, building it up. I know. <laughs> a Horror for Dummies prize pack that will be drawn on March 30th, which is in like two weeks. So, oh my God. yeah, you need to get your reviews in soon because we are getting close to drawing this son of a bitch out. I can and, barely um, draw. <laughs> um, and if you want to know what's in the prize pack, well, we have a little prize pack for you, which includes... Like Chinese food cunt? <laughs> you like drawing cunt? Wait, are there pencils on it? No <laughs> like, what, what the fuck? There is Freddy Krueger I've, I've forgotten <laughs> Freddy Krueger chopsticks A cool Halloween pin That you can pin on yourself um, Hell- you like wearing pins cunt? <laughs> Hellraiser comic books uh, There might be a little asterisk Next to the Hellraiser comic books Because um, Tim doesn't want to give you His Hellraiser comic books No, no I recently moved house <laughs> And oh, so you just can't find them? I can't find them. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but if if there's no Hellraiser comic books, I have plenty more horror comic books that I'm okay with parting ways with. So okay. you'll get some form of comic books. Um, but the big grand prize is the entire collection of Nightmare on Elm Street films on oh, DVD that you can watch. And I watched one the other night, not from the pack because it's wrapped up. But yep. <laughs> good boy. It's still a lot of fun. Nightmare on Street 3, Dream Warriors. Oh. You like watching movies about nightmares, cunt? Yep. <laughs> well then, I yeah, do. enter. Five stars, <laughs> cunt. Do it. Uh, so yeah, get your entries in soon. I'll be checking to see if you've done that. Oh, Luffy. We, uh, are, we, yes, are, Tim. we are so far behind, man. Oh, man. We're so far behind. We're like something that's really far behind. I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, man, every single horror podcast out there has released their review on The Invisible Man. Uh, I think, honestly, we are like the last podcast 
to release our episode on the Invisible Man. The reason, well, like the person going to the shops of toilet paper for toilet paper <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> I think only Australian people will get that. I know. I'm pretty sure it's everywhere, dude. Alan messaged me, and it's not happened in Alabama, so. Oh well, get on it, Alan. Send us toilet paper. We need. <laughs> We'll, we'll talk Please, about bro. We'll talk about that more next week. Um, My hand is so covered in shit right uh, now, dude. You need to <laughs> you need to waffle stomp that shit. Stomp it down the shower drain. That's what you do. Um, I've been using the basin. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we the reason the reason we're late. I moved house recently, uh, which is fucking awesome because now I have a dedicated, full blown lounge room. To podcasting and horror in general, which is fuck yeah, cool. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I needed to take a week off. Luckily, we had a had an episode up our sleeves that we could release last week, so that was what the... was normally a bonus episode is now your regular episode. That's right, that's right. So hey, at least you got something, um, yeah, a little a little taste of what's to come. Yeah, yeah. But look, we have finally done it. We have seen the Invisible Man, and we're here to talk about the goddamn movie. On top of that, I'm I'm uh, I got a chance to mm-hmm. sit down with someone special today and and do a little interview with them. So I'm going to be playing that interview later on today. Um, spoiler alert: I interviewed the actual Invisible Man himself. So <laughs> okay, what's funny about it? Like legit? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like the from like the original Invisible Man from the 1933 movie. Kevin Bacon. No, 1933. <laughs> That's Hollow Man. Holy fuck. I'm going to punch the next person who says Hollow Man's the original Invisible Man. It shits me so much. So I'm many... razzing you. I'm, I'm jazzing you. Oh, so many people have done it. And then some dude tried to tell me I was wrong. He's like, yeah, like that part with the gorilla. I'm like, there's no gorilla in the original Invisible Man. He's like, yeah, yeah, it is. You know, with Kevin Bacon. I'm like, oh, that is not, that is Hollow Man, not the original Invisible Man. And he's like, no, that is the Invisible Man. I'm like, I'm going to punch you right now. Can you see him? Can you see him, cunt? Oh, then what is he? Fucking. He's oh. not visible. <laughs> he's, he's invisible, isn't he? I, look, on top, on top of that, you know, I've been diving deep into this Invisible Man world that I got a chance. I, I, I took the liberty of watching Hollow Man again. And yep. watching the original Invisible Man. And for the first time ever, I watched the sequel to The Invisible Man. So I'm going to give you a little tiny baby little review on those three films. Um, but look, our main thing is on The Invisible Man 2020. And that's what we're going to get into right now. Unless you have anything else to say. The uh, Pop-Tarts are great. Cool. Feature presentation. <laughs> And now for our feature presentation. As the attorney representing Adrian's trust, I'm required to read a prepared statement. Cecilia, although our relationship was far from perfect, I thought that you would talk to me rather than run away. Are you okay? Open the door! What happened to him? He cut his wrists. Per his final wishes, you're getting five million dollars. Contingent, of course, on the fine print. He can't be ruled to be mentally incompetent. It just doesn't make any sense. What? Adrian.
wouldn't kill himself. Listen, you're getting your freedom back, okay? Don't let him haunt you. Hello? He was a sociopath, completely in control of everything. He said that wherever I went, he would find me, walk right up to me, and I wouldn't be able to see him. Are you okay? Someone sitting in that chair. I found something that can prove what I'm experiencing. You need help. Adrian is dead. I went to his house today. He's not dead. I have a pile of ashes in the box that would disagree with you. He has figured out a way to be invisible. Only thing more brilliant than inventing something that makes you invisible is coming up with the perfect way to torture you, even in death. Adrian's true genius was how he got in people's heads. Don't come any closer. Hey! I'm not crazy. Please listen to me. You're saying the person trying to kill you is in the room right now, but we can't see him? He's listening. Where are you? Where are you? Show yourself! Come on! Do it! There you are. We are talking about The Invisible Man from the year 2020. It comes in at a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb. It stars Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss as Cecilia. She was also in Us and The Handmaid's Tale. Yep. Uh, Oliver Jackson-Cohen, who stars as Adrian Griffin. Uh, He was in Haunting of Hill House series. You watched that, didn't you? I haven't. Uh, yes, yes, yes. You yes, did? I did. He was yeah. he was the, the the younger brother, the drug junkie one. Yeah, I think he's um, is he is he an Australian actor? Oh, I ooh, I'm not too sure. No, I don't think so. I, I'll look it up, but yeah, we'll see. Look it up. I'm. I don't believe he is. Maybe I'm wrong. But okay. Um, this next one is an Australian actor, Harriet Dyer, who played Emily, the sister. Oh, what's she from? Um, nothing notable. She was in a movie called Killing Ground, which is an Australian horror film, which came out, oh, I believe, 2017. Because um, oh, I've seen her from No Activity. That's where I've seen her. Uh, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> uh, it's like a cop parody uh, Australian show. Oh, okay. Um, oh, he's uh, the he's New Zealand. He's from Auckland. Michael Dorman. Michael Dorman? The one who plays his brother. Yes. But not Oliver Jackson Cohen. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know where he's from. Anyway, Aldous he's Hodge. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah. Aldous Hodge, who played James and has so many muscles. <laughs> Bruh, his triceps. Oh, Bruh. Fucking God. It's like somebody just glued fucking hot triangles to him. <laughs> right? What the fuck? I was just like, I'm like, why are they so big? Yeah. And he was clearly... <laughs> that. I, I'm guessing you're talking about that scene when he's talking to her and he's got his arm, like, flexed. Yeah, he's got his arm up and it's just like, I'm like, 
why do you have so much arm, bro? Yeah, <laughs> but he's clearly flexing. It's like, no, that's not that's yeah. not like a relaxing pose. You are so trying like, to get like, you got to settle down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Storm Reed as Sydney, who is that's a the fucking sick name, Storm. Yeah, Storm Reed. That's fun. It is. It is pretty cool. Uh, and yeah. last but not least, Michael Dorman, who plays Tom Griffin, um, the Invisible Man's brother, who was in yes. a movie called Daybreakers, which is really good. Another movie called Triangle, which was eh. And another movie called, another movie called Needles, which I haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, this oh, is directed, directed by Lee Whannell. And this man is Australian. Uh, who, so, why is yeah. that familiar to me? The name, Lee Whannell. Yeah. Well, he is the one that created the movie Saw, along with James Wan. Oh. He he has been a big part in the Insidious franchise, starring in it mm-hmm. and also directing the third sequel. Oh, he, no, I know. He directed the movie Upgrade. Yep. I um, fucking was, loved Upgrade. I think everyone loved Upgrade. That was a lot of fun. It was like one of my favorite movies of that year. Easily, yeah, it was so good. I was was that last year or the year before? Twenty eighteen. It's got here. Fuck, that's gone fast. Yeah. Um, but yes. All right. So before we start going into our reviews, I need to talk to you first about the Invisible Man. Well, actually, I need to ask you questions about the Invisible Man because mm. I wanted to know your knowledge of this movie and this character before going in. So what? Kluffy, Luffy, you right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. What do you yeah. What do you know about the character and previous films of the Invisible Man? Uh, you can't see him. <laughs> Very good. He's not. Yeah, he's not visible. Um, uh, I think I think you see some Kevin Bacon penis in Hollow Man, from what I remember, like CGI dick. Maybe I was just imagining it. <laughs> I can't remember. I. I I'll I'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I remember watching Hollow Man at some point. Yeah, I, I know I know of the like uh, I don't know if he's Universal Monsters, but like the old school fucking Invisible Man. I I, I just I can't remember if I've seen it or not. I mm-hmm. used to have like one of those like fucking like nineteen whatever's horror movie like compilation things from like the music oh yeah. Scene. Yeah, 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 cool. And I used to kind of just chuck it on and not really watch it and it just be on. So I mm. think I might have seen it, but not really paid attention to it, if make, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I know I know enough from pop culture of like, the, you know, the, the bandage wraps and the glasses, and but I don't really know the story of the old school one. Okay. So you basically pretty much gone... Pretty, pretty fresh. Okay, so you went blind into this movie. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to... I didn't want it to be influenced. I just wanted to see this movie first. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I am not the complete opposite of you, but I am much more uh, well-versed in the world of The Invisible Man. Um, not trying to big note myself, but I'm saying right now that the original Invisible Man is probably one of my favorite Universal Monster films. Really? Um, yeah, I put it definitely up against Dracula. Uh, it's probably on par with Frankenstein for me. Um, is it, is it, it worth 
um, going back and watching it. Hell yes. Hell yes. I, I give it a perfect 10. I watched it the other night. Okay, here's my, here's my mini review of the original Invisible Man from 1933. It is so fucking enjoyable, that movie. It's only got a short runtime, I think, of an hour and 10 minutes, something like that. Um, um, Claude Rains plays the Invisible Man, and he's... His acting ability in it is just incredible because obviously being an invisible man, you have to use your voice a lot. And he does yeah. this voice in it that's maniacal, but at the same time hilarious. Um, but everything, every everyone around, every other, all the other cast, just all the dialogue written for the movie and presented in the movie is just humorous and fun. It's one of those old movies where... I'll give you an example where they go, I'll strangle you, see? Stuff like that. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Never going to catch me, Kappa. Ex- exactly. Exactly that. Fuck um, yeah, dude. Which makes it so much in, so much more enjoyable. But the, the biggest thing about that movie, the original mm. Invisible Man, is its effects. Coming from 1933, I was watching it the other night on Blu-ray, and I was watching it, and I'm like, how the fuck did they do all this stuff back in 1933? Like, it, it amazes me. The effects are so good. So good. You know what? I yes. just bought it. Good. I, I honestly I honestly think that you'll yeah. enjoy it. Um, I, I, I'll watch it for our uh, for our March wrap-up thing. Yeah, monthly massacre. Yeah. Um, I I was watching it the other night, and I was... It, it is. It has a lot of horror tones to it, but I was watching it thinking, is this one of the first comedy horrors? Because it made me laugh multiple times. Like there is a scene involving a police officer, and the police hmm. officer's uh, actions are like, just. Ah, you're under arrest, eh? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's. <laughs> you, you just have to watch it. It's just so much okay. fun. So much fun. Uh, look, I gave the orig- original Invisible Man a ten out of ten. And to be honest, I was really scared going into this new one. One, the invisible. Well, that's good. It's kind of the right mood for a horror movie. What? I said it's kind of the right mood for a horror movie. Ah, uh, very good. Thank you. <laughs> um, look, yeah, I was really nervous about going into this movie because I'm a big fan of the Universal monsters, and yeah, the, I know. the way Universal treated this new modern era of Universal monsters with the money. I know- yeah, one of your favorite movies was the Tom Cruise Mummy movie. I'm gonna kill so you. So you were like keen, keen for more of that. Yeah, basically, that's what you wanted. Spot right? on, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was dreading. I was like, if they go in that route, that action horror route of, of the Mummy, I, I, I would have lost my shit. I would have been so fucking mad. Like, okay, mm. the Mummy, the original Mummy is probably is is definitely my least favorite of the Universal monsters. Did you rate the Brendan Fraser one? Yeah, it's fine. Look, the mummy story has never been one that I've enjoyed. Okay. Like, it's fine. It's there. But I'll. it's not a movie I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I can't wait to watch The Mummy. I've just mm. never been that type of person. Um, but The Invisible Man, if they fucked up The Invisible Man like they fucked up The Mummy, oh, there'd be blood. <laughs> I'm, I'm super keen to check out this old one. Because, like, ever since... I watched The Fly. I've honestly been keen to check out some of the like really super old ones. Oh, really? Like the 1930s ones. <laughs> we should get you watching... Um, um, well, what's it called? 
Uh, I've I've drawn a blank. <laughs> Nosferatu, sorry. I th- I've definitely seen that, but I was fooling around at the time. So <laughs> fooling around with a lady friend, you dirty Hell old slag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Um. So yes, the Invisible Man, the original, awesome fun. I got a chance okay. to check out the um, the sequel to the original Man, which Hello, is man. <laughs> no. <laughs> The Invisible Man Returns, which um, which stars Vincent Price. Uh, if oh. you if you know who he is, no, I remember him from To Fly. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, this one is a bit different. Uh, the plot is the owner of a coal mining operation falsely imprisoned for fratricide. Fratricide takes the drug to make him invisible, despite its side effects. That's a fucking shit plot synopsis. IMDb, you suck. Um, you, you, you tell him. You tell. You tell him what it's about, Tim. You tell him properly. <laughs> Framed by murder of his brother, Jeffrey Radcliffe is scheduled to hang after a visit from his friend, Doctor Frank Griffin, the brother of the Invisible Man. He vanishes mysteriously from prison. That's basically the whole thing. So it's it's the brother of the Invisible Man who's helping a new Invisible Man. Uh, this one I wasn't really on board with. As much as the okay. first one. Yeah, I, I, it didn't have that enjoyable comedy element to it. This one was a much more serious approach. And, like, the effects were still there. But it kind of dragged for me, the sequel. Ah. Um, and So, not worth buying straight off the bat. I'll never watch it again, unless I'm, okay. like, forced to for a podcast or something like that. But, yeah, I don't feel yep. I need to. So Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, look, that's, that's my... Um, knowledge of the the previous films, the characters and all that stuff. The OG ones. Yeah, yeah. But um, I thought I'd take this time out to... Are there any other interim ones? Because I remember seeing like... I feel like there was an 80s movie where it had an Invisible Man. There are plenty well. of Invisible Mans, Luffy. And why don't yeah. I take this special time out to tell oh, you... <laughs> I'll tell you all about these Invisible Mans with the history of the Invisible Man. Herbert George Wells, often referred to as H.G. Wells, born 21st of September 1866, was an English writer. He was prolific in many genres, writing dozens of novels, short stories, and works on social commentary, history, satire, biography, and autobiography, and even including two books on war. His most notable science fiction works include The Time Machine from 1895, The Island of Dr. Moreau from 1896, The War of the Worlds from 1898, and of course, The Invisible Man. He sadly died of unspecified causes on 13th of August 1946, age 71. But in 1933, James Whale and Universal Pictures teamed up to create what I consider one of the best Universal Monster films in The Invisible Man, which starred Claude Rains in his first American screen appearance and Gloria Stewart. The movie was popular at the box office and was Universal's most successful horror film since Frankenstein. The New York Times wrote, The story makes such suburb cinematic material that one wonders that Hollywood did not film it sooner. Now that it has been done, it is a remarkable achievement. The film also appeared on the New York Times end of year list as one of its best films of 1933. 
H.G. Wells, the author of the original source text, said at a dinner in its honour, While he liked the picture, he had one grave fault to find with it. It had taken his brilliant scientist and changed him into a lunatic, a liability he could not condone. Whale replied that the film was addressed to the rationality-minded motion picture audience, because in the minds of rational people, only a lunatic would want to make himself invisible anyway. Due to the success of the first film, a sequel titled The Invisible Man Returns was released in 1940, starring different actors and following different characters. The film stars Vincent Price as the new Invisible Man, while John Sutton plays the brother of Claude Rains' character from the 1933 film. Throughout the years, we have seen numerous sequels and spin-offs come to light, including The Invisible Woman from 1940, The Invisible Agent from also 1940, The Invisible Man's Revenge from 1944, Abbott and Costello Meet the Invisible Man from 1951, The Amazing Transparent Man from 1960, The Invisible Avenger from 1954, and of course, Hollow Man from the year 2000. Many more have come and gone up until the year 2020 with the re-imaging of the 1933 classic. Yes, the history of this story has been long and an incredible journey, but it's one that has stayed the test of time. With multiple angles to take to the story, it's one that will last a lifetime. And thus concludes the history of the Invisible Man. Wow, that was super interesting. Um, yeah, what about uh, Hello Man? What's going on with that one? Hollow Man. Oh, well, that's a film mm. that came out from the year 2000. Did you know that movie's 20 years old? Like this year? Yeah, because it's 2020. Yep, that's I'm right. I'm real good at maths. It's a tricky one. <laughs> no, I'm saying that because, okay, I watched Hollow Man last night. Uh, yep. I cannot tell you <clears throat> the last time I watched Hollow Man. It's been probably 20 years, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I watched it when it came out, but I wasn't. I just, I really can't remember much about it. Do you know? Every time I hear someone talking about it or I read reviews about it, everyone gives it shit. And I, I don't watched, remember it being awful. Well, I watched it last yeah. night, and I had a fucking blast with it. The effects, yeah. the effects hold up so well. It's it's insane how good the effects still look. For a 20-year-old movie, like, the year 2000 wasn't the best year for CGI. Mm. And I'm not saying they're, like, today's standard CGI, but they're fucking unreal. It's it's crazy. On top of that, this is uh, much more a <clears throat> a love letter <laughs> to the original Invisible Man than the than the new one okay. that we got. In saying, like... The new one is more technology-based, where this one goes back to its science roots and with the serum and all that stuff. So it was uh, a lot more, a lot more dedicated to the original Invisible Man, um, and also this one's so much more gorier than I remember. I don't remember the there was a lot of Hollow Man or, or Ho- the new one. No, Hollow Man. Hollow Man's okay. Yeah, it's got a lot of gore in it. I okay. don't remember there being so much gore. It's uh, it's got it's got such a two thousands cast. It yeah, it does definitely like, does, and it does have that very late nineties feel to it. Mm. But in no way does it feel cheap, or. But yeah, this I just watched the the clip where he goes invisible, mm-hmm. and um, 
it, it's fine. Like it, it's it's definitely two thousand CGI, but it's not like Anaconda bad. Like, no, it's, it's all right. Well, Anaconda bad was sorry. Anaconda was practical, but I, I get what you're saying. There was CGI snake in it. Oh yeah, true. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> But, yeah, but, anyway. but that was the year That was 1997 So they had three years to improve mm. I'm just saying for the time It's pretty good Yeah But look I reckon people should go back And revisit Hollow Man I mean it's a perfect time um, it's pretty... I would have if somebody told me to You can do whatever you want I just did it because I wanted to go back And revisit it <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Alright, you know what? It's been enough time. We've talked about The Invisible Man enough. We haven't actually sat down and talked about the new movie. Mm-hmm. So, why don't we just jump into our spoiler-free discussion of The Invisible Man. Okay, doggy. Alright, well, tell me what you thought about it. Um, I super enjoyed it. I, I had a great time at the movies. Yeah? Yeah, like, um... It... I thought it was shot really well. Like, it, it, it looked really pretty. Yeah. I, I loved playing Australia, not Australia. That was fun. <laughs> um, I thought the acting was really good. I love Elizabeth Moss. I think she's just a brilliant actress. Um, like, I like Triceps. He was fun, too. Triceps. <laughs> um, like, uh... And the, the story had enough kind of twists and turns in it to uh, keep it interesting for me. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, like, yeah, super liked it. That's I cool, man. I think it, it's definitely up there, like, for top movies of the year so far. Yeah. Uh, um, we'll, we'll, we'll get into rankings yeah. later on the episode. Um, okay. But you, you're saying it's, like, one of the best of this year. Yeah, I reckon totally go see it at the movies. It's pretty great. Nice. And like, um, everybody went quiet at the right times, which is always a good sign. Yeah. For a horror movie. Like, it meant people were like on edge and holding their breath and shit. Yeah, yeah. I think it created really, um, it had really good mood. Like, it was really tense. And um, I don't know about your session, but my session definitely felt like, it felt like everyone was really getting into it. Mine, mine was similar for the most part. There were two fucking, there was a couple like a boy and a girl, and they they were talking. Um, I didn't have to raise my voice because everyone else did it for me, which was <laughs> that's nice good. for once. But yeah, everyone else seemed to be really digging it and enjoying it. Mm. So yeah, and, and you know what's funny? Like this um, cinema experience was the most packed I've had this year. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean. Yeah. Apart from Sonic, but the, of the movie, of the horror movies, <laughs> the horror movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently, it did really well in the box office, which is Good. great for horror that time. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but my thoughts. Sorry, yeah. Go on. No. Okay. No, no nothing. My thoughts on this movie. Uh, this this movie came out at a perfect time for me. Um, with the whole psychological abuse aspect to the film. Um, I yeah. I had some friends over the, on, on the weekend and they were telling me about their friend who's who we know, uh, who's going through basically the same type of situation as this couple does in the movie. So it kind of felt 
in some ways at home for me. I was kind of putting it into the real world of my real world um, and what this pe- these people that I know of are going through, um, but just with a more horror twist. So that was cool. I, I like that whole aspect of it. Um, in saying that, this is a perfect look into a toxic relationship. I I agree. Like, um, I figured we'd get onto this eventually. But yeah. Yeah, it, I love the um the domestic violence spin on it yeah um i thought it was really good i thought it represented it really well where it's like um because when someone is like in that relationship you only see it from the outside mm-hmm. so they might as well but like the perpetrator might as well be invisible in that metaphorical sense like, I can't see them being this abusive person where, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Like, when you, when you see it from the outside and they're like, oh, this person does this and that. And you're like, no, never. Not that person. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it speaks to that kind of um, isolating and vulnerableness that um, she feels in the movie, which is which is represented by, like, him being invisible and stuff. Yeah, that's right. You know, so uh, I I love that spin on it. Like, I don't. I'm I'm assuming the originals and Hollow Man and all that didn't didn't have that kind of angle. No, no, not no one near. Yeah. Oh, Hollow Man slightly, but the original Invisible Man, yeah, nothing near this. Mm. And I think this was a perfect way to adapt the story to the modern times. I mean, it, it, yeah. it comes it comes with everything that's happening in the world today besides coronavirus. Um, but like Me Too movement and all that stuff. And I've heard some people can, uh, say this is a Me Too movie, which I don't I can, agree with. I can see that. Yeah, I can see it. I don't think it is, but some people believe it is. I Yeah, like, I think it's more toxic relationship rather than... Yeah, same. Like, and, and he was definitely asserting power, but like it wasn't really a Me Too-y... Thing. No, like it w- wasn't exploiting her sexually for, uh, like so she can, you know, get something out. Like I don't know, you know what I mean. Like it just, it didn't feel like that. It just felt like more a toxic relationship, a severely toxic relationship. Yes, yeah. I um, I have a lot more to say about this whole little subplot of the movie, uh, but it gets very spoilery, so I'm going yeah. to save it because I kind of have a little. I've never heard anyone say what I'm about to say, um, so I kind of want to leave it for spoilers, uh, but I will do it straight at the start of spoilers. Does that make okay. Sense? Um, can I just like I only have numbers for Australia. <laughs> Yeah. But I don't know. Look, I just the, the counselor in me wants to just shout him out. Do you what, know what I mean? I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, just if anyone listening to this yeah. is feeling anything like you felt watching this movie, or thinks they're in any kind of abusive or toxic thing that they can't get out of, there are numbers you can call for help, and. I encourage you to reach out to your friends and family, even if you have felt isolated or cut off from them. And I, I just wanted to drop a couple of those numbers, if that's cool. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So in Australia, 
There's a number called 1-800-RESPECT, which is 1-800-737-732, which is a 24-hour national sexual assault, family and domestic violence counselling line for any Australian who has experienced or is at risk of family and domestic violence or sexual assault. It's free. Just go for it. Um, there's also Relationships Australia, um, which is 1300-364-277. And that's for support groups and counselling on relationships for abusive and abused partners. And um, yeah, just don't feel so alone. Try and reach out to people and get yourself out of there as quickly as possible. Come up with a plan to get yourself out because it's not worth staying with the person. It's not going to get better. It's only going to escalate. Um, so if you're feeling like you are in a toxic relationship and it is abusive and he should never, he or she, your partner should never, ever, ever, ever hit you. Okay. So if that has ever happened, I encourage you to reach out and call these lines. Sorry. I'm just, serious for a second but no i i agree i agree i am very against um violence against women Uh, and if you are try to find some american numbers to (laughs) shout out but just because i know we got a lot of american listeners yeah yeah um but but if you are one of those people that hits women i'll fight you bring it here to um dapto australia that's where i live um i'm not going to give my actual address (laughs) But um, um, that was pretty. I, I would, I would encourage if you are someone who does do that, I would encourage you to go get counselling and you to sort yourself out because that is not how you should be reacting to a situation. Yeah, because you you can't just fix the um, the abused person. You've got to help and you've got to give counselling to the abuser as well. Otherwise, the problem just keeps repeating itself. Spot on. So, um, yeah, look. We, we both love yous very much, anyone that listens. So we just want everyone to be safe. So if you are feeling any of these things, super encourage you. I know it's not very fun. It's not very funny, but it's it's a serious thing that, that got brought up by this movie. So blame the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alan. All right. <laughs> so so back, to, um, back to my thoughts on the movie. We'll get more into that in spoiler talk, but... I, um, for the most part, I really enjoyed this movie. I was on the edge of my seat. Um, I really, really liked the, uh, the camera work, the cinematography. Lee Whannell fucking kills it in this movie. Mm. Um, I saw a lot of, a lot of upgrade in this movie, not just from similar, some similar stories, but the camera work. There was, Actually, I'll save that for spoiler. Um, but there was a lot of cool camera effects in this that I really, really liked. And it's kind of um, Lee Whannell's signature type of use now. And yeah. and I'm really enjoying watching his type of films. There are strong rumors that he's going to be doing an, an Escape from L.A. film. <gasps> which my dick. I know. <laughs> I know. My dick as well. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but in saying that, there were aspects of this movie that kind of let me down. And, and, um, and I, I don't mean to sound like I'm ripping on this movie or, or anything like that, but the ending kind of let me down. And I can't, I can't really say why right now because we're in spoiler-free, 
But we'll get into it. I okay. I went into this movie kind of knowing this and that, not knowing anything, but knowing that there is a twist at the end and blah 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 blah. So when the quote unquote twist came, I was like, oh, was that it? <laughs> I was a little let down with how it ended. Uh, but in saying that, there are, there are people who I've talked to who absolutely love the ending. Okay. What did you feel about it? Um, before I tell you, I just want to give out the American number. Is that cool? <laughs> yes. All right. So this is for, you can go on a website called thehotline.org or one word, except for the .org. And their number is 1-800-799-7233. So 1-800-799-7233. So if you're in America, that's an American source for you guys. Um, what did I think of the ending? Yes. Um, I liked it, but I felt it was a smidge flat. Yeah, I agree. How's that? <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. And look, I'm going to get more into it and spoil alert and like really express how I felt about it. I, I just can't right now because it will give away everything. Yeah. Um, but it kind of let down the movie a little tiny bit for me. Mm. All in all, mm. you know what I'm saying. I know it's fine. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I could talk about without spoilers. <laughs> Look, I can. The um, sorry to cut you off, but the mm-hmm. the score in this movie really perked my ears up. Yeah, good score. Oh really man, score. the heavy bass feel of the movie really brought out mm. the tension. Yeah, <laughs> and I, how your cinema experience. Was the movie really, really loud? At points. Like, <laughs> oppressively loud? Yeah, like, like... really aggressively loud at some points? Yeah. Like, it didn't bother me. I listen to fucking Slayer every day, so it didn't bother me. But Jaleesa, my wife, she... She had, at times, had to cover her ears. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know... And I've heard other people say the same thing. Um, I didn't because my ears are also been like abused beyond repair. But you, you listen to Slayer um, every day too, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, but oh man, no one listens to Slayer. Can we stop doing this podcast and just go listen to Slayer? No, <laughs> Slayer are dead okay. and gone. No, I know it makes me sad. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it, the, the when it like really got loud. It got really loud. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, the soundtrack was cool. Did you like, uh, I liked, uh, it really, uh, helped. Sorry, my brain's not working properly. It, re- it really helped with intention and stuff. And it didn't feel like that kind of typical blah, blah. It felt like it had its own kind of spin to it. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, I, I did notice in this film, uh, a few callbacks to the original Invisible Man. I know you saw sure. one too. Do you, want, do, you want uh, to, do you want to name your little... Yeah, so my one was, like, uh, they brought someone out of the hospital that had, uh, like, he was all bandaged up and he looked looked a bit like the Invisible Man from the first one with the glasses and stuff. Did. He didn't have the glasses on, but he had the same, like, bandaging. The bandages, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Other, the other two callbacks to the original were um, Adrian's surname, which is Griffin. That's the, uh, the surname of the um, original Invisible Man. Uh, okay, yeah, I wouldn't have yep. caught that, but yeah. And the other one in, involves um, Elizabeth Moss 
waking up and seeing a mannequin that's in the shape of the original Invisible Man. With the hat and stuff? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Because I was like, I'm like, he never wears that. (laughs) (laughs) And I I, I was proud. I, I, I picked those, all three of those before I even read the trivia which which doesn't sound impressive but god damn it to me it is because no, i never i never pick this stuff um there is more easter eggs that i'll get to in uh in in trivia time but Did you, see i couldn't i couldn't stop focusing on the all the australias in it give it to me what was australian um, about because i know yes this was filmed in sydney australia uh it was so actually yeah the architecture of the house is so australian I, I didn't like how, all the, how is how is architecture to a house Australian? If you travel, you'll see. You don't see houses like here. <laughs> okay. Like it just it gave me that seventies ass beach house vibe. Like that in the suburbs white people house vibes. Like with all the, the molding on the walls and um our light switches with the little the little square ones. Yeah. That stick out. Nowhere else has those. Okay, look, I've, I've never left Australia, so I wouldn't know this. Plus, I wasn't um, looking at it that carefully. What else? Oh, in the hospital, the, the linoleum that, like, curls up the wall is super Australian. Uh, you were looking way oh, too those, hard. Yeah, I love I love little shit like that. And then those, like, shitty plastic fucking seats that we have in the hospitals. That could be those, any... Like, that could be from anywhere. Nah, that just reminded me of Australia heaps. I don't know. Does anywhere else have those fucking shitty plastic seats? I'm sure. Everywhere else in America other, just seems like I'm way sure comfier. other countries have shitty plastic seats as well. But like that specific full mold and that gross green color, maybe I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. That's that's the shit that I noticed. Um, that house, I will say, that was filmed. That whole house scene was filmed about twenty minutes away from where I live. Yeah, dude, that looks Kyamera as fuck. It was, I'm saying. It, it was Kyamera, yeah. And like the plants and stuff. Yeah. And all the like the road signs and stuff. Like there was a deer crossing sign that was like our yellow. Yeah. Diamond. When thing. when it was being filmed, uh, because it was all over the radio here, um, especially okay. down where I am being the Illawarra, everyone was going crazy about, oh my God, there's a there's a movie being filmed in, uh, in Kyamera. I, um... I found out what movie it was, obviously being this one, and I try yeah. I tried to go and see because I knew Lee Waddell was behind the camera. Uh, I tried to go and and try and meet him. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I couldn't find it. Yeah, I, I drove around it in work time uh, trying to find it. <laughs> no luck, but yeah, I don't know. Just a lot of that stuff seemed really familiar to me, whereas like in other movies, it feels like a completely different place. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, well, actually, no, I don't um, know what you mean. Or well, you don't. I, I would look at because I would look at that, that shit, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's cute. That's cute how you pay attention to everything. Australian, mm. bit weird. I like, but... I like Australia. <laughs> I just, I just like the weird little shit that we do different. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, well, like, uh, what's a good example? Oh yeah, we don't have like Chinese containers like America does. What do you mean Chinese containers? We have like those plastic tubs. We don't have those little white boxes like America has. No. Yeah, that's true. That sucks. The whole, so. the whole time I was in America, I never saw like a takeaway box. Like we have takeaway boxes here. Yeah, true. 
We don't have styrofoam things. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, little weird, little little things like that. Where I'm like, I'm like, oh, I never see that. Does Does America have else. styrofoam boxes? Uh, like for America, McDonald's, more like. Yeah, I think they do still. No, oh, they're lucky. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're really bad for the environment. I don't anyway. care about the environment. I'm sick of our stupid right. fucking. You know, what, you know what pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> When I was at the fuck... Here's here's a little fucking point at the movies. Fuck the movies. Fuck the cinema. Hoint cinemas can suck my dick because you replace the plastic straws with fucking cardboard straws. Do you know what happens to cardboard when it gets wet? Huh? Do you know what happens? It fucking goes soggy and you can't suck your drink out of it. Yeah. And then if you have like the really hard plastic tops, it'll cut a hole in it. Yeah. Why would you fucking replace plastic straws? Oh, I'm so sick of this fucking environmental bullshit. Now we have to pay for plastic bags. Go fuck I yourselves. Me- I have a metal straw. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> metal. That's pretty metal. <laughs> <laughs> it is. All right, let's ra- let's wrap up this spoiler-free discussion and jump into spoiler-filled. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> before we do that, let's give our thoughts, ratings, and last thoughts. I already said that. Okay, you can go first. <laughs> um, look, I. I was probably leaning towards a nine, to be real. Wow. Yeah. But um, I, th- I, th- I, ju- I just think it gets a little itty bitty bit tropey. And maybe a little bit too predictable at some points. Like where they thought it was being a little more subtle than it actually was. I, I was thinking that and then something would happen where I was like, whoa, I did not see that coming. So I can't. Um, yeah, I can't give it a bit. There were definitely some twists that... Um, I didn't see coming for sure, yeah. but there, were, there there was a lot that was pretty heavily telegraphed yes. throughout the whole movie. Um, but I do feel like I'm not trying I'm trying not to spoil anything, but I do feel like there wasn't a wasted scene or shot in the movie. Like everything that was brought up paid off at some point. I can't think of anything that was just like mm. uh, talked about or brought up that didn't have some sort of effect later. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then oh. maybe there's a little bit with some of the relationships that I'm a little bit iffy on. Um, okay, this is interesting. Some of the some of the turnarounds, uh, but uh, we'll get to that in spoilers. Um, but I I I reckon at eight. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go an eight. An eight. I, I super enjoyed it. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I think it was really good. I think it was a great movie. It, it looks beautiful. Uh, the story was pretty fucking fantastic. It brought up a a good, important issue yeah. um, that needs to be talked about and discussed. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I just I had fun. I, I wasn't bored. Like I don't even know how long the movie was. Like two hours it, and four it, minutes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It didn't uh, honestly, it didn't feel like it. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I I think, like, do we rank now, or? You can if you like, yeah. I'm, if, if it's not the top, it's pretty close to, for this year. So, Uh, number one, number two? I'm, I'm thinking number one. Oh, so. I'm trying to think. So, over the color out of space? Yeah, it's. Wow. It, 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 it's, it's jutting in and out like both of them 
Like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's so, they're, they're going to be a hard one to rank. They're on par later on the year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Completely different movies, but yeah, I I think I also gave Color and Spade an eight or a nine, maybe. Um, I can tell you if you hold on for one second. Sure. Uh, you gave the Color out of Space. Um. A, eight. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Seems right. There you go. Yeah. So another eight. <clears throat> All right. What do you think, Timothy? All right. Well, my final thoughts and score. I think this is a definite watch. It's a must see at the movies. I think the sound design is oh, yeah. perfect to sit in the cinema and watch it in the cinema. Um, if you are a fan of the Universal Monsters and the Invisible Man in particular, this is one that is going to impress you and leave you with a smile on your mouth. Not like the fucking mummy. <clears throat> uh, in saying that, it isn't perfect. It has some plot holes that I was kind of scratching my head over, and there were things that I wasn't huge into, but in saying that, there were things that happened in this movie that I really did like, and that honestly shocked me. And to be honest, there was movies, that, sorry, there was scenes in this movie that startled me. Um, I won't say I jumped out of my seat scared, but it, 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 there was a lot of suspense in this movie that worked for me. So mm. is it scary? Uh, yeah, it, it, somewhat, yes. For me, it was. Um, it's definitely one to watch the movies. Um, it, it wasn't everything I wanted out of an Invisible Man movie, but it was it was a lot better than than I than I expected. So for that, I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. So once nice. again, you and me are back on board. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, what we're going to do now is we are going to jump into the spoiler-filled discussion. But before we do that, I have my one-on-one interview with the Invisible Man himself. So I'm going to play that for you, and then we'll jump straight into spoiler-filled discussion. Keep in mind that it is spoiler, and if you haven't seen the Invisible Man yet, maybe go see it at the cinema, because we are going to ruin it. You ready? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, here's my one-on-one interview with The Invisible Man. All right, guys, it's Tim here from Horror for Dummies. I'm here with Dr. Jack Griffin, a.k.a. The Invisible Man. Dr. Griffin, what an honor. Good morning, grandfather. How do you do? Thank you for joining me in this interview. I have a couple questions here for you, but first one. So I want to know everything, everything about you, but my main question is why? Why did you choose to become invisible? A little of this injected under the skin of the arm every day for a month. An invisible man can rule the world. He can hear every secret. He can rob, rape, and kill. (laughs) But I I struggle to understand why. Why do you want to kill? Don't you see what it means? Power. Power to rule. To make the world grovel at my feet. Power. Is that what you said? Power, I said. Power to walk into the gold vaults of the nations, into the secrets of kings, into the holy of holies. Power to make multitudes run squealing in terror at the touch of my little invisible finger. Even the moon's frightened of me, frightened to death. The whole world's frightened to death. Okay, so you want to kill people for power. But how will killing anyone make you powerful? I mean, how many people need to die before you're utterly feared? (laughs) We'll soon put the world right now, Kemp. 
will begin with a reign of terror. A few murders here and there. Murders of great men, murders of little men, just to show we make no distinction. We might even wreck a train or two. Just these fingers round a signalman's throat. All right. Well, we've established that you want to take over the world, yet I have no idea what you look like under those bandages. Keep back there. Oh, come on. I just want to see. I give you a last chance to leave me alone. Oh, come on. Just one look. Stop where you are. You don't know what you're doing. Come on. All right, you fools. You've brought it on yourselves. Everything would have come right if you'd only left me alone. You've driven me near madness with your peering through the keyholes and gaping through the curtains. And now you'll suffer for it. You're crazy to know who I am, aren't you? All right, I'll show you. There's a souvenir for you. And one for you. I'll show you who I am and what I am. <laughs> there. See, that wasn't so hard, was it? Okay, so we've come to the end of our interview. I just want to say a huge thank you for joining us today. It's been an absolute honor. I am a huge fan of your film. Before we go, is there anything you would like to say to the audience? Here we go gathering nuts and may, nuts and may, nuts and may. Here we go gathering nuts and may on a cold and frosty morning. Spoiler alert, oh yeah, oh yeah. Spoiler alert, oh yeah. Spoiler alert, oh yeah, oh yeah. Spoiler alert, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Spoiler alert, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert, yeah. All right, we are in spoiler territory now. So once again, if you haven't seen The Invisible Man from 2020, now's your chance to turn this uh, podcast off. And But please come back when you when you watch it. Please come back. Please. <laughs> please. Uh, okay, so I left the uh, spoiler full. Uh, spoiler, so, uh, spoiler, spoiler free. Spoiler free, that's right. Uh, I was talking about the, the relationship between um, her character's name's C. She's nicknamed C. Um, her Celia. and Celia, but they call her C, um, yep. and Adrian, and how the toxic mm-hmm. relationship. Now, my father-in-law told me, uh, he went and saw this movie, and he said that there is a bit of a twist at the end of this movie. Um, so the whole time, like, watching this movie, I was kind of, like, kind trying to guess this twist. He's and- on the roof. Never mind. Okay. Um... <laughs> Um, but the, the whole psychological abuse um, and the toxic relationship stuff, I kind of thought maybe it has something to do with that. And the whole time through this movie, she's talking about how bad of a person he, Adrian is, the Invisible Man, and, and all this stuff he did to me. But watching the movie, you never once, besides one scene right at the start, you never see this man abuse her in any way. You never see him be mean to her. It's just assumed. We just have to believe what this woman was saying. And I kind of thought while watching the movie, I'm like, maybe that's the twist. Maybe this comes, this whole movie, what the twist is going to be at the end, that he was the good guy all along and she's just a crazy bitch. Because, spoiler alert, girls can be abusive in relationships too. It's not all men. Fuck you, Black Christmas. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I agree. It's it's not gender specific mm. abuse. But then again, when we get to this point where um, Adrian is... So I, I guess I can see how you feel that way until he kind of pops up again. Look, okay, I was saying this to Jaleesa. Um, I'm saying, like, we never once see him be abusive. Then she brings back the scene where he punched the window. I'm like, okay, fine. There's that one scene. But we don't know. There's there's always two stories to one tale. But yeah. And then it got to the scene where he's... He's um, uh, trapped in the wall or whatever it was. He's handcuffed and, and binded and stuff like that. And it kind yeah. of made me think, holy fuck, am I going to pick this movie? Um, evidently, no. We do slightly realize that he is not the the innocent person that he says he is. Yeah. Um, but I just thought that was an interesting concept that... This whole movie is about her being the, 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 the prey, the victim and all that stuff, and him being have, the predator. Um, have you seen Gone Girl? No. Okay, you should watch Gone Girl. It's not a horror movie. It's a thriller, but... Yeah. I mean, is, it, is, it, is it kind of what I was saying? <laughs> um, yes and no. Yeah. Not exactly. It's very twisty-turny. So, like... Yeah, there's there's lots to it, but it it's it uh there's there's some similar stuff there. Yeah, yeah. Um Okay. I'll give it a go. But I I would disagree because he kinda of beats the shit out of her in that house. But we but but, but that but point we, I guess we don't see him actually doing it. We, we it was we it, never Yeah, it's revealed that well, it was And like at, at the end of this movie we never get the clear yes or no answer that he is the Invisible Man. Who knows? Also, yeah, he, that's true. And and one thing, one huge thing for me, which is probably why I knocked it down a little. He has this fucking big thing set up for his suit, right? Yeah. But there's three suits. Three? Where'd you get three from? Um. Well, because she has one. Yep. Uh, the brother has one. Yep. Or maybe it's only two suits. That's what but I was either thinking. Way, either way, there's. I th- I thought maybe he had an extra one or something. That that's kind of what I'm saying. No, 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 no. There is three. Because he was at the hospital, and he would have. He either like, I don't know. Maybe he gave his suit to his brother, and they got changed really quickly. Okay. Because he beat her to the house. Somehow. But she drove away from him at the hospital, right? Yeah. Yeah. So him and his brother must have a suit. I mean, I mean yeah, if you want to go because in that his, logic... Because his suit was all fucked up, right? Yeah. Did he fix it or something before he got to the house? I mean, Because possibly. his brother had a perfectly fine working suit when they got to the house. Yeah. I mean, yes, maybe. This is the thing. Like, the ending so, yeah, is never... The ending's not clear. It gets and a little sloppy at the end. It does, and it kind of look. I'm, I'm, I'm all right with an open ending, but there are some movies where I want to know. I need to know. It pisses me off when, we, like, we don't know if he, if he was innocent or or a victim. We don't know if his brother did what he says he did. Um, and it's kind of alluded that he did. He is the Invisible Man. I think it's implied with the surprise thing. Yeah, I know, but. 
that he did do it because it was like a running thing. Like it was a really heavy handed running thing yeah, through the surprise. movie where, where it was like surprise was the message. He whispers surprise to her. Yeah. Um, all that kind of stuff. So it's like that is supposed to be a keyword that was hammered into your head the whole movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Just food for thought, I guess. I see. Um, you. I see how you feel though. All right, well, let's start this review. We're going to do what we always do and, and uh, go through the whole movie and we'll just stop when and where and talk about certain aspects of the movie. Okay? Sure. So you ready? Yeah. So we open up to a house that is uh, in Kiama, which is 20 minutes away from me. Um, and a Sorry. girl <laughs> a girl named Celia Cass is mm-hmm. waking up in her bed and... Um, and she's trying to escape this house because apparently this is an abusive relationship to a man named Adrian Griffin, who is some sort of scientist, um, I'm guessing. Yeah, it, it, they said he was like uh, like some sort of visual technician sort of thing. Like he works with the science of uh, like cloaking and stuff sort of thing. Okay. Like op- op- optical something was the word I remember. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Optical for, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but anyway, she drugs him with a drug called diazepam. I think that's how you pronounce yep. it. Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, it's diazepam. Ah, yeah. yeah. So that's a real thing. He's fucking nailed it, bro. What such good work. <laughs> um, yeah, so she drugs him with this. And this whole opening scene was such a awesome awesome thing like it was so very tense hear a pin drop in the movies yeah yeah and the funny thing is like I was thinking about it afterwards I'm like you were rooting for her to get out yet you don't know why we just Mm. we just assume that he's abusive but we don't know if he is you know yeah it's kind of like like and you you see all the things like how far she's gone to try and get away so it kind of implies that he's controlled all these aspects and that there's no way she could get out mm. if she didn't sort the shit out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, she escapes by jumping the fence that is covering this house, which looks fucking huge. Uh, oh, and runs. Luck, yeah, right? And runs onto the road where her sister Emily picks her up in a car. Um, and then... Oh, also the dog thing. Yeah, the... I don't care about the fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> No, so, uh, oh, I've got a bit of a problem with the dog, and I'll get to it later on. Okay. Um, I, I, if I explain it now, it's gonna kind of we're gonna kind of lose. Yeah, track, okay. But, we'll, we'll get there. But yeah, me and Joe kind of looked at each other and went, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but um, um, yes, she uh, she gets into the car with her sister Emily. Adrian is seen running and punches the window, um, and she drops Celia drops the drugs that she used to drug Adrian. Which he picks up. Her little American ass <laughs> orange bottle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I get what you're saying now. Mm. Um, okay, so that's the opening scene, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved it. I was like, why are you arguing? Just fucking go. <laughs> I know, right? Stuff? And like, when she's standing in the middle of the road with a, fl- with a t- uh, flashlight, I was thinking, fuck, just... You can see when a car's coming. Hide in the now. bushes now yeah. in case he does come. 
And I was like, I'm like, you've gone all the way out to random road that I don't know how she got directions to, but yeah, <laughs> we'll go on. Um, and she's like, okay, now is the time to ask questions. Just go, go. You'll be moving. That's right. <laughs> Stop yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Anyway. Movie's got to happen. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Cecilia hides out with a childhood friend, James, and a teenage and his teenage daughter, Sydney. Yep. And his triceps. Oh my god, so many triceps. <laughs> so. Um, and she has, I don't remember the word, but she's scared to leave the house, basically. Uh, ag- uh, agoraf- agoraphobia? Uh, Is it agoraphobia? Was, yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to look it up to confirm, but uh, let's go with that for now. I'm so smart. Uh, but yeah, she's scared to even go to the mailbox to get the, the mail because she's scared that he's going to pop up any second and do whatever he's going to do. I'm not too sure. You nailed it, buddy. Good job, man. Fuck, smart. I'm so fucking smart. Um, I'm smarter than Tom Cruise. Totally. <laughs> you just get in the plane, idiot. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, fucking Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, two weeks later after this has happened mm-hmm. her sister Cecilia's sister comes to the door and uh, Cecilia doesn't look too happy because she's not following the plan but it's okay because apparently Adrian committed suicide he did he did supposedly and apparently he leaves Cecilia five million dollars in his will um, and that's handled and organised by his brother Tom who we meet yes um Okay, I'm going to jump forward a little bit right now. Sure. So, okay, let's just say, for argument's sake, that this was all a plan. You know, he that they framed the suicide and, and Adrian's got Tom to help him become invisible. I'm, 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 trying, I'm struggling to understand why he was giving her money. Uh, it, it's a control thing. Um, so he knows what she's spending, where she's getting it from. Like, he can watch her bank account. It's a reason to get her to come there in the first place. Uh, it's a smart control move. But you're losing money. He doesn't care about money. He just wants her. Okay. Okay. You clarify that. I understand. Thank you for that. Um, there's, like, there's nothing in the world that is more important. And uh, I, don't, I don't even think it's a point of, like, love at that point. I think it's a principal point it's where she got obsessive. away and he has to get her back no matter what, hmm. like whatever it costs him in time. Like he was living up in the whatever for ages. Like it's, he'll do whatever he has to do to make sure that he's manipulated her back into his arms, basically. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, for me personally, Five million dollars is a lot more important than a bitch, but hey, it's just me. Bro, that that house is like what? Uh, it's in Australia, so it's like at least eighty million thousand dollars. No, it's one point two million. <laughs> yeah, but like in Australia. Yeah, one point two million. What in Kayama? I don't know. Every time I hear a house price, it's one point two million. So I just assume that every house is one point two million. Bruh. <laughs> no way. Not in Australia. No, that's a joke, Luffy. No, no. I refuse to joke. My basement's probably worth 1.2 million. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, never going to own man. a house. Yeah, I'm going to 
I'm just going to buy a car space for 1.2 million. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but uh, yeah. So uh, uh, point being, five million is like probably like fucking chump change for him. Okay, fair enough. Mm. Um, I, I forgot to mention that when when we um, when we establish that Adrian is dead and Emily, her sister, tells Cecilia that he that she's dead. The acting at that point was so spot on. Julissa actually looked at me and goes, I hate when that oh, happens. Oh. And- yeah. Did you notice the chair was pulled out at the end of the table? No, I did not. I I have to watch it again, but I'm pretty sure in my mind that he was in the room because the when they panned across, mm. the chair was out. Like it wasn't tucked in. Huh, like that's it was cool. out like there'd be enough for a person to be sitting there. Right. That's cool. I didn't actually notice that. I want. I definitely want to watch this again and try and pick out there, where, he, yeah, where he is and there, stuff. There, I was thinking that too. I need to watch this again because there were a lot of things that happened that I probably didn't even pick up on. I know there was a few things that I was like, I took a quick sip of my drink and I missed it. Mm. You know, there's so, so many. Sorry, I'm just going to set this movie stick for a bit. But there's so many shots where it's like you're him watching her. Yeah, yeah. And it's telling you where he is without actually telling you. It's it's. Showing you and not telling you, and I fucking love it. That's why this movie, I think, has box offered it so well. One, because of those things, it was very cheap to make. I mean, the camera, the use of the camera, like it was very, very, very um, cheap camera. Like still moves. Like like he's, it films he's nothing. Such an efficient director. Yeah, exactly. Like you could mm. film a hall. With nothing on it, but still you are made to feel that someone's there and you are curious as to if you're going to see something. And like, he has the most tension building pans yeah. that I've ever seen. <laughs> like, they're so good. He's he's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but go, okay, going back to the scene where Emily tells Cecilia that Adrian's dead. Um, so- Cecilia's face kind of drops in like a, into a sadness kind of thing. And, and Jaleesa goes, I hate it when that happens mm-hmm. in movies, when an abusive person dies and the other person uh, gets upset. And I'm like, that's actually a realistic thing because either yeah. one, they're, they're feeling like it's all over, it's done. Or number two is they don't believe it and they feel like that other, the, the person telling them this news is fucking with them. And the fourth... The, well, the, this- yes. Go on. Sorry. The no, no, you finish yours and I'll get to mine. <laughs> the face that um, Elizabeth Moss makes is is very that. It, it it comes across as a sadness and then changes to a realization of of happiness of of re- relief, and she she plays that so well. So in real life, there's another aspect as well. Mm-hmm. They're in a relationship. There was a point where she cared about him. Yes. There, there is maybe a part of her that still does care about him on some level. Maybe even a part that still loves him, even though he's put her through all this stuff. There's a, there's a reason that people go back. There's a reason people let it escalate. There's a reason, like, uh, these types of, of girls or boys or whoever it is, abuse, vic- abuse victims, mm-hmm. uh, will seek out this type of partner over and over again and get into a, a series of these abusive relationships. Yeah. So, um, her being sad that he's, 
um, dead, it can be a genuine, genuine feeling. Like she was there for how long without calling the cops? She was like, when people are just like, oh, why don't you just call the cops on him? Why don't you, you know, he's hit you or whatever. Like, it's not that simple. Mm. Um, so there's that element of it too, I think. It's it's funny how people work. Like uh, to me, like I would be one of those people that would say, "Just call the cops." I don't, I don't understand why you can't just call the cops. It's like I'm very ignorant and and stupid with stuff like that. And like like depression, for example, I don't really understand depression because I've never had it myself. I just don't understand why you just can't turn around. And just be happy, dude. Just just put a smile on your face. It's all good. But that's me. Yeah. I don't understand that. So uh, it's it's funny when like when that happens it's just uh i don't know because a, a lot of uh my work dips into that stuff sometimes yeah yeah um so it's just uh it, it's sad to see because like especially when i was doing youth work and stuff mm-hmm. i could i could pick the kids who were going to end up in those kind of relationships because of uh the way they grew up Right, okay. And, and their, their, their current partners and things like that. And I'd be like, <sighs> you know, <laughs> you like just I, I could them. just see it coming. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Like, I know a couple of kids that definitely would have grown up to be, like, abusers because it's just, it's how they got dealt with and it's how they got grown up. Um, it, it's deep-seated stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, when they were growing up, it's like, oh... When you get in an argument with your spouse and someone who cares about you, you've seen that it is okay to hit them and that is a resolution. Yes. You know, so that's like a deep-seated thing. But anyway, I'm not not, not defending abusers, but just saying that's, that's how it happens and that's why I think they need counselling and stuff to try and stop the cycle. But yeah, so I, I think that's a very real thing of like, yeah, they will be upset. It's still a shock. It's still someone they knew. It's someone they spent... Um, so much of their life with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's like, it, it, they don't, it doesn't start out abusive. It's like, imagine if like, and I'm, you know, like Joel started just having little digs at you all the time. What do you mean started? <laughs> like, <laughs> like if it just started escalating and you didn't even realize that it escalated so bad, but you still feel the same way you feel about her. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you want to fix it. You want to sort it out. You're like, Oh, maybe it was me. Yes. You know, yeah. I upset her and that's why she hit me. You know, it happens. And they don't um, realize they're in that type of relationship until it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, continue. <laughs> sorry. Um, don't be sorry. Stop being sorry. <laughs> don't hit me again. <laughs> uh, okay, so she, we, we we find out that she's received $5 million in his will and that's organized by his brother, Tom. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to gloss over a bit. So if I miss something, hit me up. Oh, also the other thing, Hmm. um, is I know we're skipping ahead a little bit, but he gave it to her and then he takes it away. Like he's got that plan in place of like, he makes her happy and then he hurts her with it. Good point. He uses point. it as another tool. Good point. Because he knows that she's going to look crazy. Yes. Wow. I didn't so, yeah. even. I didn't even think of that. That's a good point. Mm. Okay. So um, she tries to move forward, and she becomes plagued by various misfortunes and strange occurrences. 
During a job interview, she faints after finding the contents of her portfolio removed and is taken to hospital. Later, the doctor calls and says they found a high, high levels of diazepam in her system, and she soon finds the same bottle she drugged Adrian with in her own bath—sorry, in her own bathroom that she dropped during her escape. That was when I picked she was pregnant too. Really, you picked that? Yeah, because um, he kept talking, and I'm like, because they dropped it beforehand as well that he wanted a baby. Yes. When she was talking to her sister. Yeah. And that's where I felt it was a little bit heavy handed. So I was like, oh, they're totally, she's totally pregnant. Like, cause they kept talking on the phone. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, she's pregnant because he knows he's like fucking Batman in this universe where he knows everything somehow. Yeah. So like, yeah. um, yeah, he's, he switched to birth controls and she's pregnant for sure. Now, what did he switch his birth, her birth controls with? Um, well, birth controls come with sugar tablets anyway. So he could have just gotten a full sleeve of sugar tablets and put them in there. Okay. All right, that or makes sense. actually, even, it's even easier with American things because they get them in those little bottles. So you just pull them out, get the same shape thing as a sugar pill. Mm. And um, yeah, hmm. give it back to her. True. Okay. So, Cecilia arranges a meeting with Tom and James and insists that Adrian use his optic expertise to become visible and fake his death to torment her, but is rebuffed. And this scene was really good because I love how James reacts. He doesn't know why he's in this meeting. And as soon as she says he found a way to be invisible, his face is just perfect. It's pinpoint. Everything that is believable. He, he looks at her like, what What the mm. fuck did you just say? Are you serious? Is that why you dragged yeah. me here? On top of that, the way the, the way that um, <clears throat> Tom, the brother, <clears throat> spoke about her situation was so well. Like, what? okay, what would you do if this was an everyday situation, right? You are a lawyer, your brother dies, and, and, th- and this is all real. And this girl has come up and said that to you. Like, you don't want to be rude. And tell her that she's crazy, but you don't mm. want to believe her and, and lead her along. So, what would you say? And his response was was perfect. I feel. Yeah, but he's he also, if we're to take the movie at face value and not with your theory, yes, uh, he he's also in on it from this point. I get that. I get that. But I was thinking, like, at while watching it at that time, I was thinking, fuck, what would you say? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, like, well, because, yeah, he believes that, uh, or we're led to believe that he believes at that point that mm-hmm. he is dead. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. I also felt like he, I don't know. I felt like he knew from the start as well, so. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. But, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, mm-hmm. because of this, Cecilia turns to her sister but Emily refuses to acknowledge her after an email sent from Cecilia's account states that she never wants to see her again. This is the start of the bits where I, I don't like her and her sister's relationship. Okay, go on. Because it's like, it's an email and she's saying she didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, you I, don't give her a second? Yeah, I get what you're saying, yes. And then also later she comes back and she's just like, yeah, we're friends now. But, but like, a, a second ago, I completely shut you out. I don't know. That It just seemed... I know you needed to send the plot forward. Um, 
And I know it's an example of like abusive people isolating uh, people, which happens mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Um, but it just, it was a little like too effective. Like I, I kind of had the same feeling as well. You know, like when she, when she was saying, no, I'm, I'm like, not she's talk a to you. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but she was, I'm like, she's obviously, she, she has no idea when no. you're talking to her. And it's like, why would she come out? Why would she send that email and then go and be like, I didn't send an email. What email? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. So that bit maybe lost a, a, a little bit for me. But yeah. I, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. hundred percent. Um, so Cecilia is comforted by Sydney, but okay, this is the part that I, I, I missed cause I was taking a drink and it was so quick. Um, Sydney being the young daughter of James. Oh, okay. I can, I can tell you I was watching. I, I know what happens mm. because she says it a million times afterwards. Um, she's, yeah. she is hit by an unseen force and assumes Cecilia did it. Now from, from the sound alone, this sound is so fucking brutal. <laughs> It was it was a brutal looking hit. Yeah. Uh, but like <laughs> she wasn't I don't feel like she was close enough to hit her. No, okay, put your put your shoes, put your feet in and sorry, in Sydney's shoes. I I get, she just got hit. There's only one person in the room. Yeah. What would you think? Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like that that was a little tricky, but yeah. I I I get you. But um, what did you think of James's reaction to this? Because this is another thing. It's like, he's wow, a, he's, what do you do? He's a super good dude. He, what a yeah. good friend. Yeah. What a good. He's like he. He really managed the situation well. Yeah. He's like he's managing his daughter by removing her from the the danger, but mm-hmm. he's also like he hasn't completely thrown his friend away. Yeah. In the, and um, I, and I don't think I'd be. That in the interim, quick to think of something like that. I, 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 I'm more of a um, hit and ask questions later type of guy. Yeah, it felt super like it's. I don't know. I, I, it's like how I used to manage my uh, clients and stuff. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, Good for you. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that where you, you can't really take sides. So it was like I, I felt like he was just super straight down the middle with it. Yes. And it was like, I am taking her out of this. I will come back and deal with you in a second. But even then, he sort of kicked her out as well. So, Yeah. Uh, no, not really. He, he he said that she has to leave. Did he tell her to go to her sisters? Yeah. yeah. He said go to his sisters. So it was like, he was trying to manage both of them and get them both safe. But, but he said go to your sisters and then he leaves the house. <laughs> yeah, but he was just removing her from the house to try and console her and make sure that his daughter felt safe. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. All right. Um, so James and his daughter leave. Cecilia tries a number of uh, tactics to catch the figure, um, including throwing coffee beans all over the floor. Oh, you're going to get some coffee feet, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, she, she sits down in the corner of the room. But he's already in the chair. Yes. Cause it was like depressed, right? Yeah. Like it was a super sad chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, man. You kind of kind of creeps me out just then. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, I'm just I'm in a new house and like I'm in this like this new house is kind of like the downstairs area where my home oh, yeah. room is, and I just get a little bit 
it's creepy in here when you said that, that he's sitting in the chair and you can't see him. It's kind of yeah. kind of chilled me a bit. Anyway, because um, uh, you you can see she doesn't. There's a little bit where the coffee doesn't go. Yeah, and the the the, the cushions also pressed down a bit, and then she's sitting there the whole time. So he's just like watching her. That see that's it's creepy. Oh, but it was, and you could tell from the shots it was totally telegraphing that as well. Ah, mm. like, uh, so good. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Cecilia then takes that opportunity to, to talk to um, to talk to Adrian and ask mm. why why me? I'm just a normal girl. Why are you doing this to me? Which I really really liked. Mm. Um, but, and the funny thing is that she doesn't even know that he's there. No, yeah. But, but um, then she realizes that she. That, that he can't live with his phone, I'm guessing. So she calls his phone and realizes it's coming from the attic upstairs. Mm. So what does she do? Uh, like another any- Australian thing for me. What? Americans have that, like, that stepladder thing. Yes. So we um, have that stupid hole where you have to fucking get a ladder and climb up there. That's true. The manhole where the grudge lives. Yeah. Now I've just, cre- now I've just creeped myself out again. <laughs> oh fucking dude I, I did for like two oh, seconds I stopped myself fucking I stopped myself. kill you right now seriously <laughs> I it's, love you I'm sorry it's a new when you see my house you'll understand why I'm freaked out right now because there's a bit that okay. goes under the stairs and I can't see so that's where Harry Potter lives <laughs> it's also where the fucking grudge lives and the people mm. the people oh, live under the it. stairs I want to do it again so bad but yeah okay Please don't, man. Please don't. So she hears the phone ringing. Yes. So she goes upstairs to investigate. And this is the part I thought that something else was going to happen than what we got. What did you think was going to happen? I thought there was a little bit of me that thought that James or his daughter was going to come in the house, go up the ladder. And she's already creeped out and she's holding the knife. That she's mm-hmm. picked up. She's found the phone and she's found the knife. I thought that James and his daughter was going to oh, climb up accident and stab. say, yeah, what, what's happening? She's going to freak out. Boom, stab, knife in the neck. And it's going to be yeah. one of those. Luckily, or maybe unluckily, I kind of was kind of hoping to see that. But luckily, this is where a scene that I loved happens. Where I jumped. Did you, yeah. Even though it's I in the trailer. Even though it's in the trailer. <laughs> Um, mm. she throws paint on nothing and realizes that someone's there and it's an invisible man. Yeah. I think here's one thing though. He gets that off super quickly. He does. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. And like, I don't know if this phone's waterproof or not, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, the invisible figure flees the house, but then she goes to visit Adrian's home to investigate and no, 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 no. Yes. Don't they have a fight first? Well, yeah, okay. They have a bit of a scuffle. That's right. Sorry. I uh, I apologize. This is when well, she, he, he She like yasus him on the head a few times. Like with plates. That's true. But before that, he kicks her ass. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he's, he's another thing. I'm like, is he super strong? That Okay. So in the original Invisible Man, when he took the serum, it did make him stronger. Okay. So I I don't know if they'll kind of go into that in this movie, 
but because she's she's little, maybe maybe the suit isn't like an Iron Man esque ma- suit, and it gives him a bit of a little bit of strength. Maybe because there's that scene later when he's fighting James, who has tri- um, triceps upon triceps, yeah, and is kicking his ass. Because there's there's an element of um, you can't see him. So he's harder to hit. So there's that. So where do you throw a punch? And as soon as you throw in a punch, you leave yourself open. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. He's just like really good at karate and shit. So I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, he, he lifts up Elizabeth Moss with seemingly one hand. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, she's not, I'm not saying she's fat, but you know, it's still a lot of weight for one hand. Yeah, that's right. I oh, yeah. Anything's a lot of weight for one hand. But yeah. And then... I guess it's like slightly armored because she, I don't know. There was a little bit of inconsistency because of how the suit broke later. And I was like, well, why didn't it break? When she yeah. Had, she smashed it with plates and, and pans and shit. Yeah. I get, I get what you're saying, <laughs> but I will, uh, other than that, I will give that the fight looked great. It didn't look like she was just fighting nobody. Like, no, it did. It felt like she was being dragged and, and choked and everything. Hmm. And even when she was like fighting back, it felt like she was really doing fucking mime like beautifully or, and, or there was someone was green screened out and was actually stunt fighting her because it looked great. Yeah. I agreed. Uh, so Cecilia then goes to visit Adrian's home and this is why I have a problem with the dog because the, 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 the house, Adrian's house has got like covers and sheets all over it like it's been like like if someone would had died you know like he but, like he's pretending to not be there maybe i don't know but the dog's still there <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the cops and stuff just went there and they're like well i guess we just leave the do- i don't want the dog yeah exactly like what the <laughs> fuck yeah but anyway um <laughs> no i agree no that's a, that's a fair point Okay, so she goes into his house and we get the reveal of what's making him invisible. And it's this suit with hundreds of little cameras all over it, I guess. Genius idea. Yeah. I like that. Something that I can see actually being coming in the future. Legit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, so the, the way I saw it was like, they seem to be little lenses with cameras under them and then, or screens, and then they project what the camera sees onto the screen. Um, and then that's why you can't see him. That's crazy. Yeah, like it's a wonder this ha- why this thing hasn't been made yet. Mm. You mm. know, I think you know what, dude. There's so much fucking like I don't want to be all conspiracy theory shit, but there's so much military bullshit that's like not even uh like we can't even think of that exists. Yeah, like I'm fairly sure there's some cloak stuff that's pretty close to. Do you reckon some, yeah, something it, like this does exist? I I reckon in some lab somewhere in like a fucking top secret ass military base in some country. Yeah. Some shit like this does exist. Because it's not that far beyond. No. Like no. Our technology. Probably so, Russia. Yeah. That's my... Uh, I don't want to rush up, but like... Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, all right, so um, Cecilia takes the suit and hides it in Adrian's closet. 
and then hides in Adrian's closet and looks out like as if she's expecting to see someone just walk in. Do you not remember that he's invisible? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you're going to see him. Yeah. Okay. And then, like, she doesn't... I don't know. She, like, doesn't... um, She doesn't wait till he's, like, completely in the room. She, like, can see where he is and she tries to barge past him and stuff. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. It seems stupid on her part. <laughs> All right, so Cecilia then contacts Emily after fleeing the house. The pair meet in a restaurant, and as Cecilia begins to tell the sister oh, what she found... Yeah. I just thought of something. What? The suit completely covers his face. Right. How is he going to breathe? How do he have breath? Oh, very good. In the cold thing where he's like... <sighs> very I could get good. that with Hollow Man or Invisible Man, but with this one... Like, I'm, I'm getting his breathing from somewhere. There must be something. Yeah. But, like, if there is breathing holes and they're that big to let that that, that whole breath of air, mm-hmm. that bit wouldn't be invisible. That's true. Very true. I didn't even think... I think no one thought of that. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it Plot looks hole. Cool. Yeah. It does. Um, okay, so Emily and Cecilia are in the, um, in the restaurant... And Cecilia is there telling Emily, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't do it, blah, 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 blah. And then Emily's face just drops when she sees a floating knife. And this part here is one of the best scenes of 2020. good. Did you you see this coming? Apart from them getting back together, which was like we talked about before, where she's just like, I hate you. No, you're fine now. We'll have dinner. Um, Yeah. But I did not see that coming. Oh, it was no. such a move. It was. So what happened was the the Cecilia is talking. the The knife is seen floating next to Cecilia's head. It does basically a, a three sixty slits Emily's throat and mm-hmm. lands perfectly in Cecilia's hand, drawing attention from everyone else in the restaurant who assumes that she's done that, done a murder. Um, also, it has a parallel with the ending, too. It does. It does indeed. So then we are off to the mental hospital where she awaits trial. Yeah. That's when we get to the conclusion that Cecilia is, in fact, pregnant. Pregnant? Yes. <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> oh, it doesn't get old, that video. Uh Tom visits her, who is Adrian's brother, and offers to get her charges dropped if she agrees to return to Adrian and raise the child. Here's my big problem. So basically How? spills the beans that he's in on it the whole time. He does. Yes. But yeah, go on. Here's my big problem. We have... Um, okay. Well, here's, here's one of many problems. Um, yep. One... Does this restaurant that she did the throat slitting not have security yeah. cameras? Two. Um, okay, I can yep, believe true, that it. True. I can believe that it doesn't. But this restaurant looked pretty classy. I mean, she was just there for a meal, a succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> Get your hands off my penis! <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man, oh, I want to talk about the chats video now. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> Um. Uh, what was the uh, the other thing? Was Tom said that he can make all this go away? How? Yeah. How? She's just <laughs> been sort of seen. Lawyer. Yeah. 
And, she, and he She's says, like, Your Honor, he says, I say that she didn't do a murder <laughs> and she are innocent. Yeah. And you say, I'm not a guilty. <laughs> but he <laughs> says, he says, I can make this go away with one phone call. Like, how? How can you make know. this go away with one phone call? She's up for murder. I guess you're led to believe that he's super powerful and he's got connections or some bullshit, but it's never really established. She but, needs yeah. some fuck. He needs some fucking good connections to get off murder. I mean, yeah. that, that's some that's some Motley Crue shit right there. True. <laughs> um. So yeah, Tom spills the beans and says that he's helped his brother stage his suicide. While revealing Adrian tampered with her birth control to ensure she became pregnant. And he's like, oh no, my beans. (laughs) You're a a fucking idiot. Um, Cecilia refuses to take the deal and steals a pen from his briefcase. She does take a pen though, yeah. She steals that pen. Yep, that looked like a sharp pen. A sharp pen that literally I've never seen anybody use in real life ever. True, that is true. (laughs) But yeah, go on. Uh, so she goes back to her little cell, which has a shower in it. How fucking classy is that? Uh, and she... In- <laughs> she intends to commit suicide and kind of does a little um, cut down her wrist. Um, she has a good... She gives it a red hot go. She does. And that's to draw out Adrian. And of course it works. And he tries to stop her and she says something. I can't remember what she says. Oh, gotcha. Or something like that. Yeah. Or like, uh, she's like, you'll never have my baby or some shit like that. And then like, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Like it was part of her plan. (laughs) Invisible man stole my baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, too right. Too right. (laughs) All right. So um, she says, gotcha. And then she stabs him. Repeatedly. With the world's strongest pen. Yeah, right. Uh, causing his suit to malfunction. Now, I have been stabbed before with a pen. It hurts. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Some um, say. <laughs> uh, it's my dear. <laughs> I, unfor- unfortunately, it didn't cause my suit to malfunction. So that's the plus side. That's true. Um, yes, so it, this the stab wounds cause his suit to malfunction and draws the attention of security. Yeah. Uh, and this scene here where we have the hallway and the multiple security guards coming is so good because you have, the, you have, it the, looks great. <laughs> it does. The camera work in one continuous shot, very reminiscent of his last, of Lee, Lee Winnell's last movie upgrade just yeah. works. Oh, oh, and a little man. bit, uh, if you've seen daredevil on Netflix, uh, I heard reminiscent yeah. of that scene too. I heard, I heard. Because I'm like, say I'm that. like, does Invisible Man become Daredevil for like fucking two minutes? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I liked that. Um, it sort of showed his progression. Like he was willing to kill the sister, yes, but that was because he was proving a point. Um, but he's he tries to not kill these guards. That's true. Until the last one. So it's like you can. It's sort of him escalating. Um, his violence. Yeah. Sort of in the same way it would escalate in the relationship. Maybe I don't know, but it, it's like he got forced into killing the last one, or he's starting to lose it, and he's just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm going <laughs> to kill this one. True. But True. yeah. Either either way, 
he does end up killing a lot of them by like one punch. <laughs> yeah. Um, punch. And he tells Cecilia he will not harm her, knowing she's pregnant, but will go and kill Sydney instead. So he flees, yep. and she flees after him. And she rates Cecilia races to James's house, where she finds the Invisible Man attacking him and Sydney. Yes. But she manages to grab James's gun and shoots him four times, just like the original. And uh, he dies. <laughs> okay. Um, he dies, and she unmasks him, and it's revealed that it is Tom, not Adrian, in the suit. What that got know? me. I was, I was like, <gasps> what? It got me too. I'll, I'll admit it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is where they come to the realization that Adrian has been kept captive alive at his house and he claims he's been held prisoner by Tom, which Cecilia refuses to believe. Yeah. Even though there was video footage. I know there's video footage, but like it isn't, I don't think it's beyond the realm. Like to be like, if he's controlling him that much and he's been abusing him since like he was a little kid to be like, all right, tie me up. So like, this is my, this is my out when we survive. But did you think he his plan was to have his brother killed? <laughs> I don't think it was, it was his plan for his brother to get killed. Yeah. But I think it was like someone got attacked. He went back to the house. Yeah. Or like... See, I don't know. The timeline doesn't make sense because... How could he get back and kidnap himself? Like, And the other one, the brother get from the hospital to that before... Celia and just all of that the time doesn't make sense for me that's true I mean like look there's a lot of there's a few plot holes during this movie you can't really sit here and because I, I cannot those. tell you solidly whether it was him or his brother at the hospital because yeah. I have no idea because of how things worked out after I'm like it either had to be the brother at the hospital and then he fucking supermaned his way to the house yeah or it was Adrian at the hospital and then somehow he got <laughs> he got he tied himself up because I guess you could do that with your hands and fucking just go in there and put the thing up and uh, maybe he did it to himself maybe you know and, and, that, uh, the put, sad put, thing put, the sad thing is we'll never know yeah it just doesn't explain it properly no I know so, <laughs> um, and, um yeah yeah um, uh, but there's so much good stuff like that he, he sort of telegraphs and uses like he uses the he introduces the ladder and then they use a ladder and then they introduce the fire extinguisher and, and then they use the fire extinguisher later. There's so many like mm-hmm. things yeah. where he's telegraphing stuff. Um, it's it's like he's trying to be um, Jordan Peele. Um, but yeah. he's just not as subtle. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I get, I get. He's what trying saying. to show you, but he's just like, eh, <laughs> eh. Remember that? I'm going to use it again. Good um, point. But, um, yeah, it, it is beautifully directed. The story is cool, but it just kind of falls apart a little bit at the end, and that's why I took a couple points up the score. But, um, well, this is where this is where we get to the ending, and we can let, let's get to the ending. Ending. <laughs> So, okay. In an attempt to get Adrian to confess, Cecilia meets him for dinner to discuss her pregnancy while James listens on a, in a wire. And um, this is this is a, a key point because 
You notice how he says, Adrian says to Cecilia about the food, how he's got all these different foods. And she was saying uh, there was a line in the movie where toxic relationships or psychological abuse relationships have like um, people like she, he will choose like even what she eats. And it comes to this point where he's still doing what he's, what he's been doing all along. So he hasn't changed even though he says he has. Yeah. So that was but, cool. I mean, I mean, that could also feed into your other theory if maybe she's like the abuser. That's true. Or whatever. And he panicked and he didn't know what to get her. Or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Because um, he's like scared of her or whatever. <laughs> but then why would he want her back? I don't know. Yeah. But it, I guess the same Sa- thing. Same like, thing. Yeah. 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 It and works you, both ways. You know what? Oh, I, I'm so kind of I'm kind of a little disappointed that it didn't swing the way I was thinking. How it turns out that she's just the crazy one. Mm. You know? I don't know. Mm. It, it could have worked either way, you know? But anyway. Um So they sit down, he says the surprise thing. Yes. Cause she's trying to get him to admit on tape so she can do it the proper way. Yeah. But I don't think that was ever a plan, to be real. Uh, like, yeah. I think if he confessed, uh, I think she still would have done it. Yeah. Oh, probably. <laughs> but yeah. But um. So she she goes to the bathroom to to clean up. The moments later, the Fresh security <laughs> the room security camera catches Adrian seemingly committing suicide by slicing his throat. Uh, it's clearly not himself doing it. He's been forced to do it. Um, but then yeah. Cecilia emerges from the bathroom and frantically calls the police um, after seeing Adrian dead on the ground with his throat slit. But um, she taunts him off camera. Was, yeah. There was a second there where I thought it was like the brother or something. Like he didn't I, die. Yeah, I was kind of hoping. Maybe there was a third person who was completely controlling both of their lives. When it happened. Um, or something uh, like that. Obviously, it's an invisible force doing it it's not him committing suicide and i kind of just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i kind of realized that what they were going for i kind of realized that it was the girl and mm. when she walked out i was like kind of hopeful i was like oh maybe it's going to be a big twist and i'm like when when her face drops i'm like oh okay i, yeah. I just i, I just like, know okay, i just i wasn't in i just uh, oh, okay i'll get to my big problem in a second um yeah so she taunts him off camera to reveal what she has done When James arrives and asks what happened, she confirms what the camera saw, um, that he looked like he was a guy who was going to commit suicide, and that's what he did. He spots the suit in her bag, but accepts her story and allows her to leave. Now, this is my biggest problem, because this happens in so many movies, and it pisses me the fuck off. I understand that this guy is a cop, and that's her friend. But this happens in so many movies where, where they just... Let her go. You know? I don't I, think I saw nothing, boss. Yeah, it just it just annoys me because... Okay, I don't know if this would happen in real life where he would just let her go. But for, for one time, can we just have like a scene where the friend who's a cop goes, well, you're my friend, but what you did was wrong. You, you're being arrested. <laughs> mm, like, did she, just assu- yeah. did she just assume, oh, he's my friend, he'll let me go. He also tried to kill her daughter. His daughter. That's that's true. So and and beat the shit out of him too, like as well. Yeah, but that was the like, brother. He's still looking that was beat the, up. That was the brother. 
That was the brother, but like I think it was they're both under the agreement. Yeah, that yeah, that he did. It. It, it was him. I guess you're right. I don't know. It just it just annoyed me that she gets away. But I, I feel yeah. I I wanted another twisty twisty at the end. I just I just I felt kind of let down with the ending. Yeah, like th- that ten seconds before mm-hmm. he, when he died and she came out and she was sad and then her face dropped. Yes. That moment, I was like, oh, what is it? I'm like, is it something else? And it's like, oh no, she did it. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, it's kind of like... But uh, even then, it's like, I wanted her to maybe torture him or... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I know. I, I, I feel exactly what you're saying. You, you may have the same thoughts. Mm. So... But that is The Invisible Man from 2020. So, yeah. Still a good watch, I'll say that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, the amount of stuff I loved about it um, was far outweighed by the stuff that I didn't. And even those things, if you just kind of, like, flick your brain off, you won't even notice. Like, I really didn't notice till I started thinking about it. I enjoyed the ride yeah. thoroughly. Yeah, that's, yeah, 100% true. Um, I kind of hope this doesn't get into my top 10 best of the year. Why? I just, I, ho- I hope... You, we, you I want ho- better movies? Yeah, I hope there's more more to pick from, you know? I, okay. As of right now, it is uh, in my top 10, but... Uh, early days. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, I don't see... Me rushing out to rewatch this. I'm I'm keen to give it a rewatch because I want to see if I all those all things were true. Um, but I would not do it really soon. I wouldn't watch like I wouldn't have watched it right through again like I would with some movies. No, that like I, like love love. Yeah, like maybe in a year's time I'll, I'll rewatch mm. it. But uh, I, I can't see myself watching this in a couple months. I um. I just I love his directing, yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah. I I he has consistently bought a ticket to any movie that he directs in the future, especially if it's Escape from L.A. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh man. Um. All right. Well, we've been going for like a while. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this show up and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Okay, so this has been the Horror for Dummies podcast. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for sticking with us and enjoying, uh, joining us, enjoying, <laughs> joining us. Enjoying uh, we'll us. Be, we will be back next week. Well. <laughs> next week, uh, we're going to be talking about something that's happening really big in the world. And I mean, huge. Like, if you don't know about this right now, then you literally have not turned on the TV or, or radio or anything. Um, I think it's something that's caught on. Yeah. I think so. Uh, it's called the coronavirus. <laughs> so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about dise- uh, like virus outbreak disease type films. Yeah. So the main ones are Contagion, mm-hmm. uh, Cabin Fever, and yep. Outbreak. So we're going to check all that shit out and uh, try and not uh, catch coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, Stay also, home, we're gonna yeah watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> we're also gonna be talking about how the coronavirus has been affecting us personally in in Australia, yeah. um, because it's a lot of fun to talk about, and there's yeah. been some fucking anarchy, man. I tell you what. Oh yeah. 
Um, but hey, this has been the Horror for Dummies podcast. If you do like what we what you've been listening to, please give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. You will be in the running to win a Horror for Dummies prize pack that will be drawn on March thirtieth. So it's such soon, a nice guys. surprise. It is. It is. Um, it is very soon, so I have to keep enforcing that. But get your reviews in soon, and you will be in the running to win that glorious prize pack. That's so good. Yeah. All right, guys. We will be back next week. Say goodbye. Dangerous, Daniel. <laughs> goodbye. Dip! Incredible how you can
It's a 